Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of course. So we're going ahead and recording the podcast from work to wisdom. So you've alluded to this idea twice already, um, given little Easter eggs in other episodes. But honestly, it's just something that's really been on your mind that you've been thinking through here recently. Yeah, it, it started, uh, well, I just started, we're getting older. Uh, I think it, you know, and just uh, thinking about the next chapter and how you want your professional career to look and how you want that area of life to be. And we call that area work uh, or career or job or whatever people call it. And the world is speeding up pretty fast. Like we just recorded on ChatGPT and AI and how that's going to be incorporated and how you should lean into it versus back away. Um, the other piece is now after 41 years, you just question like, you know, is my time being used the best way possible? And I, I read a book um, called From Strength to Strength. I think is the name of it. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but it was written by the Harvard professor who teaches on happiness. And I'm sure it's one of his many books, but it came across, I actually heard him speak on a podcast, Andy Stanley podcast. And so I was like, yeah, it seems relevant. So I'll go listen to the book. And it was good. Um, a lot of friends, uh, John Darren, you know, uh, Matt, everybody reads about second half of life stuff and how to incorporate it. Um, I think I'm only in my second half, not my fourth quarter. Uh, so, but you know, there's other books that I've read along the way that really didn't connect with me. One of those was a book called halftime by, uh, I think Bob Buford or something. And I think our friend, Matt, who's been on the podcast, he's like, it was so emotional. I bawled my eyes out and changed my world and all this stuff. And I read it and I'm like, yeah, that was crap. You know, I just didn't connect for me at that time, but this book did. And it talks about, the two intelligence curves and how you hit your maximum kind of intelligence at, depending on your career, probably your late thirties, early forties. And so you have to jump from one intelligence curve to another. And uh, you go from, I think it's fluid intelligence to crystallized intelligence. Um, so fluid intelligence is the part where you just can't learn more like your brain. You and those can't. are terms coined by the author himself. By Arthur so Brooks. He, yeah. He put them into two categories so that he was able to talk about them and people would understand the idea and have a name for it. Correct. Of what he was explaining. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that from work to wisdom, I don't know. I can't own that. I'm sure somebody else talked about it or I stole it from somewhere else. I don't think he specifically mentioned that mentioned that in the book, but that's what the question I started asking myself on my morning walks and like, how are you moving from doing work to providing wisdom? And as we get older um, and more mature and been around the block, people should be paying you for your wisdom and not your ability to do work. And when I think about our profession, our industry, a lot of it has to deal with work. And that's where people 
our big, you know, our friends, a lot of the listeners get caught up in work. They get caught up in tax returns, financial statements, reconciling bank accounts, approving payroll, whatever all that stuff is. It's, you don't need wisdom and that's going to sound hard. Um, you don't need to incorporate wisdom as much into those tasks or those projects as you do advice. And everybody in our profession that listens to the same people and is trying to get, you know, better at what we all do, want to move into advisory and want to move into providing advice, which is sharing wisdom. And sometimes that wisdom doesn't come from you. Sometimes it comes from a source that you just stumbled upon or that you know of, and you kind of just become this hub that connects pieces of wisdom to other people that are seeking wisdom. I think you just described our podcast of none of the actual wisdom or the things that people take away from this podcast originated with us, but they are things that we have stumbled upon, helped us in some way, which is why we're sharing. So I think I think you described that to a T. I mean, it's just like this. So don't listen to me. If you've got 40 minutes, 30 minutes, stop this podcast and go read the book, you know, or go listen to that podcast uh, with Andy Stanley, who gives a very high level overview with Arthur Brooks of the book. Um, so that that's kind of the basis for a lot of this conversation today is how do you move from doing work, getting paid to do work to wisdom, giving advice, advisory, whatever you want to call that. And that's a, so thankful that we started that transition years ago, five, seven years ago, whatever it was. Um, I think we are still relatively young. Uh, don't ask our kids, but we still are. And we are like all of our friends are probably 10 years older than us, five to 10 years older, because that stage of life for our kids. And we just had kids at 22 and 24, I think, right? 23 and 25. Well, you were 23. I was 22. So, um, yeah. And and it's just one of those things where knowing that we've been, we've had the luxury of hanging out with more mature people, people that did other things in their twenties besides raising kids. And now we're just the younger parents in the room for now. And I think that's an advantage that we lean into a lot of times because we have those older people that older sounds bad, but more mature, um, people that we hang out with. Yeah. And something that you said about a lot of people, especially in the accounting industry, want to move from practitioner or production to an advisor. Um, but there are also people who have not come to the realization yet that their wisdom and their advice is worth more and has bigger impact to the people around them than preparing the tax return, than running the payroll. They are still sold on the fact that what they can produce and being task masters, being a hero in that way of here is a tangible outcome of what I made for somebody is the way that they help them most. And that is probably not the case if you have been doing whatever it is as your profession, I would say for more than 10 years and doing it well. And so I think at that point, you have to start 
sharing your experiences and your knowledge with others. Others in that you're teaching them how to do those things you once did and others with this is what I've learned and this is what you can take away from, you know, the mistakes I made or the challenges I faced. Yeah. So I, you know, we started, I started and then you joined um, the firm. I started at 28, right? And went out, made the family decision to go out and start the business. If it failed, I could go get a job somewhere else. And, you know, we could live off my teacher salary. It we was could. All good. Yeah. We had young kids. Um, young, young kids, like three and five or four and six. I can't remember. But, um, so we made that call and I remember in my late twenties, I was supposed to be this business owner. People came to a CPA to get advice. Really, they came to us at that time to get a product, a tax return done or a financial statement audit or something else that was a requirement of the government or the bank. They weren't coming to Marcus for advice. Like they were coming to me for a product a deliverable. And I used to want gray hair. I used to think that gray hair would kind of make me, um, like seem a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more, uh, having wisdom and knowledge to be able to share that. I still don't have much gray hair because of how short I keep my hair. But, um, I think now at 41, it's being okay with who I am. And, the last 12 years of owning a business, the previous eight of working in accounting, those two decades, right, have given me experience and knowledge that I can share with others. And there are people that are listening to this that are in that same boat. So it is not about doing work for me. It's about how can I add value to the other person? Some people call that advisory. And so, um, it's how do you monetize that? How do you move towards that? And how do you realize that's what you're really worth at the end of the day. I love the fact that we started that early on, like five years ago, seven years ago. We moved from 2,000 client relationships and growing to now about 150 client relationships and more revenue now than we used to. And um, those 150 relationships, not all revolve around me, but they ultimately want advice at the end of the day. Like they come to DBA for more than a tax return. If you were to ask any one of them, they do. And they pay for more than a tax return. So the way we were able to make that jump was just a lot of realization. We understood that the work, those 2000 relationships was not what we wanted to do anymore. Not what I wanted to do as the leader or the owner, not what I wanted team members to be doing. Um, ultimately that may get replaced by AI or technology, because that work will continue to get streamlined and it'll continue to change. But advice is never going away. Like wisdom and connection on a human level will never be automated or through a computer. We talked about ChatGPT and OpenAI, and I was listening to another podcast. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of books just to to get better and to increase that knowledge to share that wisdom with people. On this one episode, they compared uh, the current ChatGPT to where it is today in June of 2023 to a new intern every two days. And so it's like asking the intern how to do something. You log out, ask a new question, and you've got a new intern. They don't remember how you wanted the information delivered or anything like that. So I think that will continue to grow. But um, 
but right now, you know, that data is evolving and that will do the work. And so the wisdom piece, the thing that I love about it, um, and the people that understand it, the clients that get it, because some clients still don't understand, even though they're paying us for more than a tax return, they still don't understand that they can come to us for problems like questions or challenges um, that they've got in their business. Because we've seen for 20 years now, me being in the industry, I've seen a lot of successful people. I've seen a lot of people make mistakes. I've seen a lot of failures. all of that knowledge, all of that wisdom can be shared with anybody that asks that, that just wants to spend time with you picking your brain. And I think that's where as leaders, as business owners, you have to realize all of that lives within you. You may not be able to remember it all, but that all builds upon and is able to tell a story and give advice and set a business owner up for success because you've seen all that. Um, you've also adapted to challenges and changes, whether it's tax law or changes in just, I mean, pandemic, you know, how we do things like, you know, you've lived through all of that. And so that will help somebody move forward today for a brighter future. You've got to be able to position yourself and use that wisdom and, you know, obviously give good advice to where people do see success, but, I think the other thing that it does is the failures that you or, or I, we have made, we can share those with others, people, others too. And that plays a huge part into that wisdom and that sharing, because you learn more from the failures than you did from the wins. And hopefully your balance sheet, you have more wins than failures at some point, um, at the end of the day. But I think those are the pieces where when people start paying you for failures, like those stories, you actually get ROI on failures. Like, so you get a return on investment for having that failure for whatever that cost was at that time, that if you just kept that bottled up and inside and never shared it never shared that failure or that mistake, no ROI. And I think that's another way that you can kind of encourage yourself to move towards wisdom because you are getting a return on investment for those mistakes that were painful, failures that were painful. Yeah. Do you think that like a business people shy away from sharing the wisdom, especially as like a business owner or in their business, because of the financial rewards that they get from production? I think our industry for sure. Um, so if you look at the accounting and tax profession, production you, it's very hard to tell people no that just need a tax return because it's an easy 500,000 bucks, whatever your price point is. And it's a drug. Like you can knock it out. There's technology now for the most part where you can get that done in 30 minutes to three hours, depending on the complexity. And it's, it's done. It's on to the next. You don't have to talk to that person again for the next year, if ever. And, um, you know, advisory, it's a relationship. So there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be successes. And those are the pieces that give you life. Like I can't, I have a pretty good memory, but I can't remember every client we've ever served. And, but I do know each one of our 150 clients we have now. And even though I don't serve them, um, one-to-one, I know their story and I know, a lot of their background and I celebrate their wins probably even more so than they would ever think. And 
that gives us momentum to keep doing what we're doing. It gives us fuel to kind of ignite uh, our passion and kind of help set people up for success. So moving from work, you have to start saying no to work. And you have to envision that there is a better future out there for yourself. And so that was what we did. We had to stop saying yes to everybody that called or came in the door. And it was hard because who doesn't love 500 bucks or a thousand bucks? And there, you know, that's just a call everybody has to make. So that is the first piece is you have to understand that you're at a limit. Maybe mentally you're at a limit through like the learning of this book and the reading of that. Um, you have to understand that there's just not enough time to do all the work that you could, but wisdom is more fulfilling that you won't miss the work. And it took me a while to realize that, right? Cause who doesn't, who doesn't love the money that comes along with it, but the fulfillment by giving advice, by having relationships is more than the, the money that comes along with work. So how do you start making that transition? So you said first step is you have to say no. You have to start saying no to things to create margin for what you want to do. And then kind of what's the next step as far as being able to share more wisdom and at the end of the day, more time with other people, invest time in people. What's next? Yeah, we made some small changes like initially and just tested the water. So if you're doing tax returns or some type of deliverable, you can look at a person's situation really easy without even knowing the person and give advice, you know, and just, um, we, we did that early on and it was welcomed after a while. Like clients were like, Oh, thank you so much for that insight on my situation. So, uh, put on the tax hat, which Charles doesn't want me to do, um, too often. It's like, Hey, you didn't max out your 401k. It could have been an additional blank for this much of tax savings. That's easy. That's wisdom. That's advice. Um, you can do that with any tax client. You can tell them, Hey, you're paying, uh, PMI, private mortgage insurance on your home. And it's not tax deductible given your situation. Have you thought about refinancing or telling the bank, Hey, my home's gone up in value. So can we drop that requirement? All of those things that we've done, those little changes along the way were welcome by the clients. Maybe they didn't say, Oh, thank you so much, but you're leaving them better off than you found them. So those are some small changes that you can make around work. Like in I think setting yourself up for more of a knowledge base that, oh yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's going an extra step as opposed to the computer software that would just spit out the result. So those are the pieces to look for. And then whenever you think about full, full circle to like giving wisdom, people come to you for advice and they they don't care who does the work. I think that's where we're at today. Like they come to me or Leslie or other leaders on our team and they have a question and we don't always have the answer. So it's like, Oh, well let's check with this person, whether they're on the team or outside of our team. Um, but we'll, we'll find that answer and we'll think through it together. And you know, the work, so to speak, the reconciling of the accounts or the printing of financials or a tax return or anything like that, like that's just done by others on the team or technology. And that's, that's full circle. So, I think when people seek you out for wisdom, 
you don't have to drop podcasts or post on LinkedIn or, you know, do any of that. Just start small. And I think sharing that wisdom is also in training the person who will replace your production, whether that's through a technology, potentially some of it may be able to be done with technology. Some of it may be with the next person who then you can cultivate into another leader within your organization. And so I know that helped build capacity, especially in our firm, help build capacity for you to do more advisory, but also capacity to not have to tell every client no, to be able to take on new clients that wanted not only the compliance piece, but more so wanted the business advisory and the tax planning that went with it. So then we were able to have capacity to serve those clients on both levels. It just didn't have to be you. In that instance, sometimes we'll just say like as an hourly rate, the hourly rate of the new person who's doing the production is lower. So then for just a little bit more, they can receive the advisory services and they're willing to pay for that uh, to get that advice, to make their business better, to make themselves as a leader better. I think if you look at professional services and we talk a lot about accounting firms, the whole name of the game is capacity. Like who on the team has capacity? Um, you can do more work once you get more capacity. And that's the whether that's through hiring or becoming more efficient. Um, there, it makes me so sad um, to see our friends who are partners and they are at the office the longest. They have the highest production. They And they tout that as a win. I just think that's, if you look at any other business, any other industry, that is upside down. And I think whenever you look at what type of work can you push down, what kind of capacity can you build for your own life? That's going to build a business that is worth so much more. That's going to build future career path for people because they'll see you not being the last one at the office, really delegating and empowering others to do the work, to give the advice. And you're there as a leader, as a mentor. So they can actually see a brighter future for themselves if they want your job. If you're there doing work, grinding away, and the last one to leave, the first one in, they don't want that life. Like people nowadays are smarter than we were, and they're not as blind by financial reward as as I was. So um, those are the things that I've learned along the way. And I would much rather accept, I I would actually... I would give away wisdom versus get paid for work. And I think, you know, that's just, that's full maturity of where you're at today. And um, there's easy little things you can do, like read books and listen to podcasts and make small changes. The first is saying no. The second is giving small pieces of advice. When people latch onto that advice, you lean in and you say, hey, we can do more of this. Would you like to have a a meeting once a month, once a quarter, whatever that looks like. Do you value that? What do you value it at? That's how you start. Yeah. Well, I, I think for sure, um, just an idea about, are you making decisions now that your future self will be proud of? And why that popped up is thinking about those people who are spending the majority of their life at the office in 10 years from now, are you 
going to be proud that you sacrificed time with family, time doing something that you really love to be the last one at the office preparing one more tax return or whatever whatever that thing that's tying you there may be. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, you know, equating it to like work versus wisdom in, in that like accounting firm example, but maybe it's somebody else in their career where they they feel trapped and they're fighting every day and um, there's just no end in sight. Like leadership is not listening. They're not, you know, we see those examples over and over again where it's just, if you were looking back 10 years, would you be happy with the decisions you're making today? Like fighting the good fight, continuing to do work, continuing to have relationships with people that don't care and don't value you. Those are the ones that when I look back, it's like, I wish I would have made decisions sooner. I wish I would have made hard decisions sooner um, just to stop the pain on both sides, on my own side and the other people it impacted. So you can move on, you could heal, you grow that much faster. It's, you know, staying in a crappy situation is not good for anybody. And, and maybe that crappy situation is your own business that you created. Um, you know, I, I think back, we, we had so many different paths we could have gone down and every business owner is this way. So the path that is tied to work in, in tasks is easily replaced. Like you are replaceable. Like, just whether it's price, you're a commodity. If you have a relationship with somebody, if you have, if you're giving them advice, if you're invested in them, that is so much stickier of a service. It's so much stickier relationship than, you know, and I think that's where you build long-term around that. And that's, that's who your 10 year, like 10 year future self is going to thank for moving down that path today versus waiting another year. Yeah, well, this has been a great conversation. Share the title and author of the book one more time. Yeah, it's Arthur Brooks is the author. He's the Harvard professor that teaches on happiness. And I think that happiness course is available. I, I think you can go take that course or listen to it. I think that's something they give away for free. He writes books. Uh, this recent one was From Strength to Strength. Uh, and it talks about, you know, the two... The two intelligence curves, uh, fluid and, and crystallized, and then it also talks about, which is a whole another topic for another podcast. Do you want to be, do you want to be special or do you want to be happy? And so, I mean, I would just encourage people to go read that book, and maybe it talks to you, maybe it doesn't, you know. But it's still, it's a good read. We aren't getting any type of kickback or anything like that. But it, it connected to where, like where I am right now. It, it was. So maybe if you're 40, if you're 40 plus yeah. read this, if maybe if you're still in your twenties or thirties, maybe it doesn't yeah. speak to you yet. Uh, but if you're 40 plus, yeah, go if, check it out. I'm sure that it's something that I wish I would have read earlier, but even that, like it may not have connected, um, given things, you know, where you're at in life. So it, it was a good read. I, I recommend it. Absolutely. Well, it's my turn to listen to it now that you're done. I've heard pieces, uh, being in the car with you, but yeah, I don't think I want you to listen to it because part of it also talks about as you get later on in life, you need to get rid of stuff and it's not. <laughs> and so I like my stuff. Um, but it talks about, you know, it's just, it, you move from an accumulation to a, uh, I, I forget what the, the, the term that he used, but a, an accumulation of things to moving towards, um, not that 
So you know I'm going to love it because it'll yeah. just be confirmation bias. You can read whole, it. The but, whole read. Yeah, you can read it, but don't judge me and don't hold me accountable to do anything that it says from the stuff perspective. Nice. Well, this has been excellent. Thanks for the conversation. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.